Belichick's lost a, he's lost a step to I'm me. I'm not going to do I, this. I'm not going to do this. This is Annex Square. Live from St. Petersburg, Florida. That's right, in the same location. You don't see shows in the same location every day. It is Annex Squared, episode 12. It is Thursday. Excuse me. This Thanksgiving is this Thursday, but it is Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. Happy Thanksgiving week. My name is Jason Anik, joined by my man in my presence. Might get physical over here. We're talking NFL here. We're excited. Thanksgiving week. Games are creeping. Our Tuesday show works very well here. Two days away from three football games. We have a little juice. We're going to go against each other there. But we got to get back to week 11, man. So just... What do you got, man? It was a disastrous week for us head-to-head, disastrous week in the contest, man. Well, first, just want to say family vacation in St. Petersburg. As you can see, we are right on the water. Now, the house on the other side of this, not all that nice in certain spots, right? I mean, this guy got the master of all master suites, <laughs> right? My shower's terrible. But who's complaining, right? Lots of complain about week 11 in the NFL. And uh, I guess for me, frustratingly, in the circuit contest, Jets plus three and a half. I think if you're a Patriots better, you don't expect Nick Folk to miss a couple of field goals. So I think on the New England side, you felt like you had the better side, right? Anybody who, who was sitting there on a Jets ticket as we were in the contest, just a brutal watch all around. And you almost deserve the final swift kick in the nuts there with Marcus Jones running the, uh, the punt back to seal the game. But that sort of stung a little bit, and it was just a one and four week across the board, which essentially eliminates us from cashing in the contest unless we go five and oh the rest of the way. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, so, so just a bad situation for us. But quickly back to that Jets Patriots game, and I just have to say, I was going to bring this up later, but I live in South Florida, I don't have an unbelievable setup where I have like six televisions that I'm all these games on, right? So it's typically one game on one TV, red zone on the other TV. But the New England Patriots, because the Miami Dolphins were on a bye, were on my television set in South Florida. And I wish they fucking weren't. What a terrible three hours, man. Like, I, I was so unentertained. Like, I was, I, I couldn't have enjoyed that least. And watching Brady for 20 years, it's just a whole different experience. So regardless of, of we, we, did, we were on the Jets plus three and a half the contest, obviously lost there. But I couldn't have enjoyed that three hours less. I think as an NFL fan and an NFL better, it's valuable to be able to watch these young quarterbacks, even the ones that aren't particularly good. I was on our producer, Zach Phillips' favorite podcast, Pardon My Take, on Barstool Sports. And lo and behold, as a New England guy, they asked me about Mac Jones. And I think for a lot of people locally, they have denigrated this man's skill set for a while. We were not expecting that he was going to be the guy. And I talked about Mac Jones versus Zach Wilson, who is the Jets starting quarterback, being sort of a week-to-week proposition as to which guy you would rather have. Now, Justin Fields dealing with a dislocated shoulder. There are a lot of young quarterbacks for whom the jury is still out. Zach Wilson's not the guy. And Robert Salah, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Salah, I think. Salah. Might even go to Joe Flacco this weekend. Exactly. Essentially, Garrett Wilson and the offense has turned on Zach Wilson. Felt like the Jets season kind of slipped away this weekend, and Flacco was under center. Maybe they win the football game. When I heard Rich Gannon making some comments this week, or I think last week, just about pointing the finger at yourself, right? Zach Wilson, like, like, what are you pointing the finger at at others? You know, it it all comes back on you. And, you know, Tom Brady always handled that situation the right way. I love Mac Jones' leadership ability. Anyway, let's quickly just but talk. Zach Wilson, did you let the defense down? Yes, we did. <laughs> Next time they ask you, yes, we did. Did you sleep with your, your mom's best friend? 
Yes, I did. <laughs> All right. So real quick, my one and four. Uh, so heading into week 11, John was 25 and 20. I was 20, 23 and two. Really disastrous for me with the one and four, um, but still remain four games back. So my four quickly, Eagles minus six and a half at the Colts. You know, they won the ball game, didn't score enough points to cover there. Just never had a shot. Yeah, I hear you. Ticket never had a shot. We were both on the Giants minus three versus the Lions. I mean, like that. What a square fucking side. Talk about annex square. And the Giants minus three, right? You know, the, the, the Lions heading in, I said they weren't going to win three games in a row. Well, now they have. They looked much more like the team sort of charging toward the playoffs. So they've won three straight. They're now four and six, hosting Buffalo this week. And the Giants, to me, really fall off a cliff here and kind of become what they are. That was a bad side. Steelers plus four. They hung around, you know, with the Bengals for a while. But there's levels to this shit. Bengals just on a different level. Steelers weren't able to keep up. They played some decent football through stretches. Chargers plus six and a half was my one hit of the week versus the Chiefs. I played that money line for the Chargers, got burned there. Just a rough week all around. Didn't I wasn't good in the sports book, wasn't really good anywhere. But Chargers plus six and a half, it closed, I believe, at five. And then I had the Cardinals plus eight last night, which frankly, Tuesday to Monday, it's six full days. I was on the 49ers in a teaser last night. It just is what it is. Mexico. Mexico City. So that was my one and four. You want to run through your one and four real quick? Yeah. I mean, I hope my local bookie doesn't watch Annex Square <laughs> because he'd be on his way to St. Petersburg, Florida to find me. It was a disastrous week filled with some not so great beats and then just some outright bad calls by me. The Buffalo Bills minus eight and a half. Now, this number closed in most spots at seven and a half or eight. So you were getting either a push or a win if you're on the Buffalo side. Backdoor cover for Cleveland. The number I had on Tuesday of last week was eight and a half. So a loser there. Minnesota plus one and a half. I kind of felt like this was a good teaser leg up to seven or eight or whatever the number. I guess it was through seven to eight. Not a good sign at all. <laughs> yeah, Dallas yeah. 40, Minnesota 3. Uh, the Chicago Bears, I got home plus 3.5. You mentioned the Giants. And uh, I would remake the Green Bay Packers bet on the short week every day of the week. But I do have to say, retroactively, he talks about Mike Vrabel all the time. I've heard Colin Cowherd and others call Mike Vrabel the most underrated head coach in all of professional sports right now. And even when I look ahead at the Tennessee Titans in Week 12, plus 1.5 against the Cincinnati Bengals, Cincinnati's offense is far more explosive. I know there's the Joe Mixon injury, and they didn't get much going on the ground last week against Pittsburgh. But you do a whole lot worse than Mike Vrabel, home underdog right now. I do believe he's one of the most underrated coaches in all professional Well, sports. also, too, an opportunity to avenge that postseason loss last year at home, hosting the Bengals. The Bengals, you know, you're off a bye. Bengals come in and, and punch that ticket. Real quick, though, in terms of the Vikings-Cowboys game, you know, last week we talked about Annex Square. That was sort of a big game for me. I bet on the Cowboys not to make the playoffs at the beginning of the season, and that's certainly going to happen. They look like, in my opinion, maybe the best team in football right now. And this league really can be week to week. The Minnesota Vikings, who I have 39-1 to to win the Super Bowl, um, you know, rip it up. Um, but it's going to be fascinating. Both teams coming back three days from now, so – We'll get into that, but updated standing. So you are now 28 and 27, just one oh. game above 500. And I just sit at a putrid. Is that right? 23, no, 21, 27. And 10. I mean, four games back either way. I, I think that's wrong. But, you know, I was in a good spot after a five and oh, several weeks ago. And you look my last 10, three and seven over the last 10 and put ourselves behind the eight ball as far as the circuit contest is concerned. We can get into that quickly. Yeah. Obviously, the Jets was one of our losers. Yeah, so let me get into that. <clears throat> so we had Jets plus three and a half in that contest. And whatever whatever you want to call it, bad beat, it is what it is. I think you bring up a good point about like those field goals from Nick Folk earlier. Anyone wants to complain about a bad beat, 
you're fortunate to be in that spot at the end of the game. And that just is what it is. But the idea that game was so destined to end six, three, you almost have a green check mark by it. So uh, giants minus three, just kind of pissed. We almost left that one out full disclosure. As we were talking Saturday, as much as we were both on that on Tuesday, eh, I just, I think there were some chirps there and you typically would take those three points there. Anyway, um, the one game and then Steelers plus four, we took that from my five. I'd play it again. Yeah. And you kind of like that on the point. I'm going to rip you in a second, but, and then Chargers plus five and a half was our one hit, which certainly were on the right side there. I had an extra point in the contest, but you had the Texans plus three and a half in the contest, bro. Like that certainly could have been left out. I think you deserve a lot of criticism there. Um, To me, ultimately, I mean, what is your defense? Why did you like the Texans there? Well, a lot of the sharp minds were maybe on the Washington commanders, but one of the minds that I believe to be among the sharpest out there, our guy Rob Pozzola was on Houston. And again, Taylor Heineke, we talk about the eye test, certainly wins and losses, right? That's all that matters to Ron Rivera. And that's all well and good. But I do believe that the guy's a turnover waiting to happen. And again, I would make that bet again. I know it didn't end up being the right side. It kind of is what it is. You know, I felt like where the Steelers and the Jets were the two sides that maybe we could have gotten home. And then you're at three and two and uh, nice Hewlett Packard (laughs) by a Mac. He's making fun of my computer. (laughs) I tell you with us in the same room, it's uh, could get physical here. Anyway, moving on quickly. Uh, So we still sit at 29, 23 and three in the contest, but that's just a one and four. I, I, you just can't hit unless you're going to pop a five and zero this week and an aggregate be six and four over those two weeks. I just think even that running out of time, exactly. don't want to look too far ahead, but certainly if you go nine and one over your next 10, you put yourself in position heading into the fourth quarter, but uh, let's make some picks. No better week for an NFL fan than Thanksgiving week. So no buys here in week 12 coming up week 13 buys next week, Arizona, Carolina. We'll see if either one of us are on that side. So we did something a little different here for Thanksgiving on Annex Squared. So the three Thanksgiving games, those are going to be part of our five that we go against each other no matter what. We alluded to this last week. So the way we did this was we flipped a coin to determine who was going to select the make the first selection, and then and then the other person got to pick the next two games, right? So I won the coin toss, so I elected to pick the first game on Thanksgiving. And then the other two games, I was just going to have to take the other side, and he's going to have to take the other side of the game I didn't like. And then we'll each fill out our five the other way. So my first selection, I had the first pick of Thanksgiving. Vikings, this is the nightcap. Vikings minus three hosting the New England Patriots. Um Man, it's going to be nice for the Vikings to have a quick turn after that absolute disaster uh, on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, to me, a, a team that was 8-1 and one and sort of in top of certain power rankings, flat back to earth. While I think the Patriots' defense is legitimate, um, Matthew Judon leading the league in sacks, but he's not Micah Parsons. If I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm licking my chops even with the Patriots' defense juxtaposed to the Cowboys' defense. The Cowboys' defense on a different level. I expect the Vikings to bounce back at home. The Patriots actually move the football and they can't score points. Like they did some things well. Mac Jones had a good completion percentage. I think they need to open up the, the book. Oh, look at that. Get out of the shot. Brother-in-law. Get out of the um, shot. <laughs> Get out of the shot. <laughs> Shout out, Kevin. But anyway, I just don't think the Patriots hang here. I think Minnesota is less like the team that lost 40 to three. I still think they're an above average NFL football team. And the Patriots, to me, with respect, man, I just think they're kind of a joke. So I'll go, I love that short number for the Vikings minus three. If they were in a close game against Dallas, I think this number's four. So I like that short number, Vikings minus three. 
my first selection on Annex Squared. You might as well fire your two. Well, I'm forced to be on the Patriots plus three, and I'm okay with it actually in some spots locally in South Florida right now and other places to be sure it's actually two and a half already. So I think the Patriots will be competitive. I agree with you. You know, Matthew Judon may end up leading the league in sacks, but he's not Max Crosby in terms of the individual moves that he's making. Some of these aren't even necessarily coverage sacks. Like I'm not trying to take away from what Matthew Judon is doing, but I think he's more a byproduct of the defense, whereas Max Crosby seems to be individually excelling a little bit more. But I have no problem taking three with the Patriots, actually forced to choose. Minnesota's going to have to prove it to me. And I do believe that Bill Belichick's going to realize success taking Justin Jefferson out of the game. I think that'll be priority number one. I look for number four, Dalvin Cook, to potentially blow up against the Patriots' rushing defense, but we'll see. Minnesota's got a lot of ways to win. Certainly, I didn't expect the number to be two and a half, you know? So do you think there's a chance you would play the Vikings in the contest? At two and a half? Yeah. Minnesota minus have two and to. a half. It's quite not. possibly. Quite yeah. possibly. So anyway, well, you're yeah. on the Patriots we'll see. there. I might have to fight my brother-in-law for getting in the shot. I might not come out of that fight. In <laughs> which case, I wouldn't be able to play anything in the contest. So I went with the two underdogs on Thanksgiving. The Detroit Lions plus nine, home to Buffalo. Classic letdown spot, you could say, for Detroit with three consecutive wins or the Dan Campbell's trying to make the playoffs here, right? Trying to make a real concerted <laughs> effort, make a run. How about Buffalo? This worked out pretty nice for Sean McDermott company, right? Get to go to Detroit, get out of the snow, and you get two games inside of five or six days at Ford Field. Pretty cush. I will take the nine points with Detroit. A little bit of an eye cover there. And then I'll also take the nine points with the New York Giants. I do believe, to quote the late, great Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were, which is to say not a very good football huh. team. Cowboys won the first meeting this year, 23-16 to 16, at the New York Giants. Cowboys have dominated this series recently. I know we have a coaching change on the New York side, but Dallas has won 10 of the last 11 against the New York Giants. And a lot of us looked at what Dallas did last week, and a lot of the Sharps out there, Pozzola and others, were expectant of that result. They just said matchup-wise, they felt like Dallas was better. They thought they were going to steamroll them, and that's exactly what happened. I do believe Dallas is elite. The New York Giants are anything but, but nine points Within the division, I will absolutely take those points. So Patriots plus three, Lions plus nine, Giants plus nine. And whether you like it or not, you're on all three favorites on Thanksgiving Day. Interesting. Oh! So so, so the Bills minus nine, it's fascinating because you've been on the Bills all year long, right? <clears throat> and I do, I do like Detroit here at, at home. It's like, get the fuck out of our building. I definitely like the Detroit side there, but I will be on the Bills minus nine. And my guess would be that that side will come in for me, given the fact that the one time you're not in the Bills this year, they're going to come in. I'm actually glad on the other side that you did take the points with the New York Giants. I, You know, the New York Giants, I feel like a clown playing them last week a little bit because I just don't think they've been as good as their – you know, I did play the Texans two weeks ago against the Giants. I'm just not a believer in the Giants. And I tell you, man – when you have a defense playing like the Cowboys and a guy like Micah Parsons, it's very difficult for me to envision the Giants getting out of the teens in points. And I think Dak Prescott heard some sort of rumblings about possibly him being the weakest link, if you will. That team shut a lot of that up. I just think these teams are on different levels. And when you have a defense playing like that and you have an offense that's as talented as the Cowboys, when Zeke Elliott's your second running back at this point, having a good year himself, I don't even need to mention Tony Pollard's name. So I'm thrilled to take the Cowboys there. So for me, all three favorites Thanksgiving Day, it is what it is. And I i don't actually mind being on three of these games here. It only forced me to make two other selections. I'm going to move on if you don't mind. So my first selection off of Thanksgiving Day on a Sunday, I'm going to take the Jaguars plus four hosting the Baltimore Ravens. 
Jaguars off a bye here. Higgins are seven and three, juxtaposed to Jacksonville, three and seven. Some of these teams, I feel like Jacksonville has had a lot of good things happen and the, mo the organization is moving in the right direction. Baltimore, to me, just sort of dragging their feet a little bit. I like home teams. I think Jacksonville does have a chance to win this game. This could be a spot where Baltimore sort of digs in and really does some things here. But for me, give me the team off a of bye, two weeks off. Jacksonville, plus four, my fourth selection. And my fourth pick, another team coming off the bye. I'll take the Seahawks minus three and a half. If you've watched this show or follow me on social media, you know I've been on Seattle a lot this year. Overachieving team, and maybe they regressed to the mean a little bit when they played against Tampa in Munich. But minus three and a half, home to the Raiders. Historically, a very difficult place to play. And uh, the Josh McDaniels fade continues. I was on the Broncos minus two and a half last week and kind of felt like we should have gotten that one home. Yeah, Devontae Adams scares me. Josh Jacobs playing really well and earning himself some money. But it's still Derek Carr. It's still Josh McDaniels. Largely not a fan of the head coach nor the quarterback. And I really love what Geno Smith has done. You're getting some extra time to prepare here. And uh I'll take Seattle minus three and a half. I expect it to close where it opens, maybe even go up to four. I don't expect it to be three or under. Certainly, if you could get Seattle at minus three, that would be an auto play for me. Uh, but I'll take the extra hook down as well. Seattle minus three and a half home to the Las Vegas Raiders in week 12. I like it. So before I give you my final play, I'm just going to look at some. Are you on the Titans and the Bengals? No. In your five. I just want to talk about that game for a second because I'm fascinated by this matchup and there's a lot at stake here. Um I really believe in the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, you talk about all these quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, man, is just the fucking real UFC article. fan like, too. You imagine him like at Ohio state and just, you know, the fact that he gets out of the building down to LSU in the first place, just unbelievable to me. I'm, I don't necessarily love this matchup for the Titans per se. I just not sure they can score with this team. So that one to me screams lay off because I don't like going against Vrabel, but I'm just fascinated by that matchup. It's a huge game. I think bigger for the Bengals just because they're facing more competition in their division than the Titans. You know, that tight. Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase could both be out for Cincinnati. How about Sama J. Pirine, though, getting into the end zone thrice in week 11? Yeah. I don't know that there's a major, major drop-off there. Certainly in terms of the passing game, you can argue that it's a little bit of an uptick if Pirine's on the field. But, uh, yeah, to me, just not looking to fade Mike Vrabel in Nashville right now. Yeah, I hear you. So, all right, we'll get to some other – I want to talk about some of these other games that I'm not on. But my final selection, the Atlanta Falcons plus four at the Washington Commanders. I think there's a little pressure here on Taylor Heineke being named the starter. He is wildly inconsistent as much as I really like him. And he has a great rapport with that team. If you recall Ron Rivera, who I just fucking love, you know, we talk, they asked him about Carson Wentz, you know, or, or what's the difference between, you know, your team and some of the other teams in the NFC East, you know, this was maybe week four or whatever. And he's like quarterback, quarterback, you know, and, but, and then he sort of sprung it forward talking about the continuity and like, you really, these teams that have Taylor Heineke has been in this system, you know, it's like Mac Jones with the Patriots hasn't been in this system. It's his first year in the system. Like that really matters to me. So I do believe in this commander's team, but not to win by five points hosting the Atlanta Falcons, big win for the Falcons home against the bears. They had lost back-to-back -back games in five days. I think a really disappointing game for the Falcons two weeks ago on that Thursday night at Carolina. I think it was a big spot for them. 
them. But they bounce back with a nice win against the Bears. I just think they're in a lot of these games. I think there's a chance the commanders face a deficit and have to sort of come back. I just don't like them to cover the five points here. I think the Texans team they faced last week is inferior to this Falcons team. So I'm taking those four points. My final selection, Falcons plus four at Commanders. So the Commanders are going to be the team that I root for in the NFC going forward. I hope they get a new owner, Daniel Snyder, out and potentially new ownership in the not-too-distant future. But they need a quarterback. I really like these young weapons. Obviously, Terry McLaurin is the guy that gets all the flowers. Curtis Samuel is a guy who I've always loved. Kind of wish the Patriots had been interested in him. Jahan Dotson, the rookie, is going to be a stud once he's healthy. And I do like Brian Robinson in the backfield as well. Like I love the Commanders infrastructure on offense, but I don't like Taylor Heineke. And I do think that a lot of these mistakes eventually are going to happen for Taylor Heineke. So uh, I can understand why you're on the Falcons. Final play for me. I thought about the Packers plus seven at Philadelphia. Christian Watson, I do believe is a game changer for that Green Bay offense, but I can't play Green Bay in current form right now. And I do think Philadelphia offensively eventually is going to get back to where they were. That was a tough game for for Sirianni going into Indianapolis, an emotional game for him. But I'm going to go Monday night football on you, and I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts minus two and a half home to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. Now, T.J. Watt is wreaking havoc, and he is making a difference. There's no doubt about it. And perhaps this is a little bit of a reactionary selection for me and not getting Pittsburgh home in week 11. But this is just the Colts getting healthier, and I think Matt Ryan is going to be under pressure. But Jonathan Taylor getting healthier, the team getting healthier. A lot of weaponry good on defense too, Indianapolis. You know? They're not healthy necessarily on defense, but I do like the Colts minus two and a half short price on Monday Night Football just to win a home game in primetime against a team in Pittsburgh that, you know, is probably going to end up finishing the season with five wins. So I'll take uh, the Colts on Monday Night Football laying the two and a half uh, home to the Pittsburgh team. All right, so we're going to touch on a couple other week- games from Week 12. I'm just going to go over my five real quick. So Thanksgiving Day. Bills minus nine at Detroit. Cowboys minus nine hosting the Giants. Vikings minus three, the nightcap Thanksgiving hosting the Patriots. And then on Sunday, Jaguars plus four versus Ravens. Falcons plus four at Commanders. Patriots plus three for me at Minnesota. Lions plus nine home to Buffalo. Giants plus nine at the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. And then the Seahawks minus three and a half home to the Raiders. And the Colts minus two and a half home to the Steelers. All right. So I think on the three Thanksgiving games, I think we should bet against each other on these games. And then I think a couple other games we can go against each other too, because I think we're going to be on different sides. So let's say 200 bucks on each game head to head. Ooh. Is that all right? Yup. All right. So, so we're going to go 200 on the three Thanksgiving day games and then Bengals Titans, right? It's Bengals minus one and a half. Right yeah. Now. You like the Titans. If you make that a pick them or I'll even take Bengals minus one, we'll go head to head there. No. <laughs> All right. So the game I want to ask you about Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus three at the Browns. I don't, I don't know what I think of Tampa Bay. Um, I really want to play them in this spot almost heavily to me, right? Uh, Jacoby Brissett, former teammate and good friend still of Tom Brady coming in there. I just, Tampa, man, I, I still think there's sort of potential to make a run here. You got to peak at the right time. When they won their Super Bowl, they were a wild card team, three road games, and you know, a couple years back. So to me, I'm just fascinated by that game. I don't know how much I like that Tampa Bay team traveling. Um, I just, man, watching Tom Brady in this final run is just really special, man. And that game intrigued me a lot. Do you have a lean that way? Well, I think as Rashad White 
gets more reps in that Tampa Bay offense. I do think the Buccaneers offense, it stands to reason, is going to be more explosive. I also have been sprinkling on the Buccaneers to win the NFC at times because eventually you're going to get Tom Brady, who's going to win this division in a postseason setting, and he's going to be the best quarterback in that situation. Let's not forget he finished second for NFL MVP last year, Aaron Rodgers, right? I still believe in Tom Brady reading defenses, getting the ball out quickly, still throwing a good ball. Yeah, the Brissett thing's interesting, right? Quarterback rating over 90s, had a really good year, has played pretty well at home. David Njoku should be coming back. Donovan Peoples-Jones got into the end zone for the first time last week. Amari Cooper and Jacoby Brissett have had a pretty good kinship. So, um, yeah, I mean, I like Tampa Bay probably on the money line. I don't necessarily like them to win by four on the road. You know, the game is in Cleveland. But I do think Brissett has played well. He will be motivated to play well, not just against his friend Tom Brady, but also because Deshaun Watson, you know, he's getting a massage and he'll be back next week. <laughs> so uh, so who wins the AFC East, Bills or Dolphins? Certainly not going to be the Jets or that New England football outfit. I have action on the Dolphins plus 170 to win the AFC East. Interesting. And that was a fairly recent wager. Part of it had to do with uh, Josh Allen's all night, if I'm being honest, you know, just thinking that maybe – you know, I placed one of those bets, I think a plus 185 when it didn't, we didn't know if Josh Allen was even going to play that following week in a game that ended up being a Buffalo loss. So part of that Dolphins future was uh, injury related. All right. So regardless of line, if you had to pick a representative from both conferences to go in this, to enter the Super Bowl today. Yeah. So let's start with the AFC. You go first, then I'll go. So right now, if I had to pick a team to represent the American Football Conference in the Super Bowl, I'm still I'm still taking the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Although Patrick Mahomes in a postseason setting, uh, scary proposition. Well, to me, in, in a seven with the seventeen postseason and the fact that one team gets a bye, um, you know, to me that really does matter. It didn't matter last year with Tennessee, obviously, but to me, if Kansas City is really going to be that one seed and it's going to go through there. I just, I don't know, man. I, I think it's obviously a little early, but I would go with Kansas City if forced to choose today. And I have I have Ravens action there. That's the one team. It's like Lamar Jackson travels well. You want him coming in, running all around on the road. And I also like sort of the Ravens come posting. I just think, unfortunately, the Bills have shown me, everyone anointed them the beginning of this season, and they're just not a cut above. They're just not. So, NFC. The NFC could go a number of different ways. I think the Eagles is the chalky selection, but right now, if you're giving me a thousand bucks to go to the window at whatever price, I think Philadelphia ends up getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I go Dallas. I really think something happened. I sometimes I really think losses can be a tremendous catapult. And I think that overtime loss at Green Bay, yeah, McCarthy, Mike McCarthy, I can't stand, well, he's so happy on the fucking sidelines all the time now, you know what I mean? But anyway, I just, I believe in both of those yeah. sides of the football and and in the trenches. I just, I think that team is going to make a very nice run. And you had said to me earlier this week, before the Minnesota-Dallas game, that the Cowboys 12 to 1 to win the Super Bowl was an interesting side. I don't think you'll be getting it 12 to 1 All right, this week. Can I slap you in the face? If you don't know, UFC President Dana White, part of an ownership group now that has purchased Power Slap, and it's coming to TBS in January. I actually put my name into the hat to be a, a play-by-play announcer for the Power Slap Fighting League, and uh, I didn't get the call. So do you want to go first? So we're just no, going to slap go. each other, and then we're going to get on out of here. Remember, the Hammer Betting Network is on fire. A lot of good content uh, out there. <clears throat> Before okay. you slap me, though. Uh, so yeah, the hammer dot bet 20 minutes before each primetime game, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, 
tune in live shows 20 minutes get some sharp guys pizzola's there in a couple of so them. you anyway. can't flinch you got to move in yeah right but, and i'm going like 50 percent, and right. then you can return fire okay right. let's go all right <laughs> yeah oh i mean i don't have a good chin but heck. so that was like 40 percent, you know um he's had a couple concussions before you know i may go like 60 percent. you know you ready oh I caught, like I, 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 I went like 90%, but I only caught Try one more. All right. I, did, I only caught it. Oh, come on. Thank anyway. you guys for watching Annex Square. Shout out to Zach Phillips, our great producer. We'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll be back next week on Annex Square. Yo. Peace.